I'm Robert Therrell. I'm Chase Bridges. And we both want to be screenwriters. So listen along as we find out how. Each week we'll outline a new short film. And maybe even write some of our favorites. This is Written By. Welcome back to Written by Podcast, the number one podcast in the world. Right behind all the other ones. From now on, on, we will NPR. only are. <laughs> we will only be talking like this for the rest of the season. Only completely monotone. Because we do not want to influence your decisions based on our inflections or any emotion. Exactly. Uh, the key to being popular is to have no distinguishable traits, so no one could complain about anything you do. So. But what if they begin to complain about our monotonous? tones then we will destroy them <laughs> then we will destroy them <laughs> just go full sociopathic oh man guys i think i think this is the one of the last from the bowls of the season it is yeah we've man come a long guys, way season two talk about season one i think we had some just banger episodes yeah but season two I mean the growth, the uh, the quality of what we've been doing. I just I think we really uh, I think we doubled everything that we did in season one. And I'm excited for next season. Me too, man. I'm already thinking about it. It's months I, away, but but I'm, yeah. it's in my noggin, uh, and we got a lot of cool stuff in the meantime, like before season three. Yeah, yeah, dude. Also, for all y'all listening. Leave a comment on our latest post. Let, let us know which season two episode was your favorite. Yeah. We really want to know. Also, we don't want to spoil anything, but there might be a season two bowl episode that we're looking into shooting for real. Oh, snap. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, so I don't think it's a, a secret. Typically, when we go on hiatus from the podcast at the end of the season, it means that we're working on something else. And uh, so we're working on something. We're working, we're working on, on something. something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm old this now. Oh, man. Dude, uh, so this past weekend, I watched everything. You watched a whole lot of stuff. I watched <laughs> everything. You kept on texting me like every three hours. I just watched this movie. <laughs> Probably, man, well, he's got to get a like, job. You haven't even digested the last movie yet. You <laughs> Dude, I in the same, like, I watched uh, the Black Phone, they slash them, and then everything everywhere all at once, back to back to back. Mm-hmm. Uh, two bangers, and that's all I'm gonna say. You, I'll <laughs> let you guys decide which which one was not the banger. <laughs> They're all gonna go to your letterbox and just look at the ratings. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Which I so I did write a review for they slash them, and then I deleted it right after because I was like. Good eye, you. Yeah, because I was like, you don't want to be that guy. I don't want to hate on something. Yeah. Uh, I really liked your black phone review, though. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> Dude, I think the black phone, I think it's one of my favorite movies ever now. Yeah. I really loved that movie. Yeah, I think we're recording this. Uh, a lot of the fall movies haven't come out yet, but yeah. I think it, it, it's, it's in my top five so far. Uh, so in my on my letterboxed uh, top 10 movies of 2022 so far it's number one 
Nice. It's number one. Every everywhere all at once is up there too. But I I, I put the black phone as number one because dude, that Ethan Hawke, bro. Yeah, bro. Man, that that movie, just the way that he delivers those lines is so funny to me. Uh huh. The the super cool kid that knows karate. Yeah, dude. I feel I feel recently we've gotten a lot of media that's featured kids, and I was like, oh, this kind of isn't for me, but. That the actors in the Black Phone are just incredible performers, and and so as I was watching it, there was a there was moments where I was like, this dialogue is cheesy, but not really. Like it works. Yeah. Like if if I was watching something else and they said this, I'm uh-huh. not sure I would like it. Yeah. But because of I don't know what it was. It's, yeah. It's just that, that's the mark of a good director. It's made a very specific tone, so everything works within that movie, yeah. but only that movie. Like that. That's the definition of like originality is creating something that only works in your world. I had I had one note for the movie. And I think this is just like if it was my movie, it would have been a like it had to have happened. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a me thing. Yeah. The black van that the dude is going around and grabbing people, grabbing kids in, said Abracadabra. They missed a big opportunity to have Abracadabra by Sugar Ray playing the first time that they because the lyrics are literally uh, Abra Abra Cadabra. I'm gonna reach out and grab ya. When'd that song come out? A long time ago, like uh, Sugar Ray, so early two thousands. Oh, see, they probably wanted the eighties hey, mood to it. If if it was my movie, I would have been like, I don't care. <laughs> We're putting Abracadabra in this movie. They have it, Scott Derrickson. If you're listening, hey, you know what you did. <laughs> I want the Abracadabra cut. I want a cut of the movie where the only thing that you just change, buy the DVD, rip it, then put that put, song, and I guarantee you it would go viral on that, Twitter. That would be a great meme. That'd be a great. I'm Twitter gonna do meme. that. Do it. I'm gonna do that. I am. All right. All right. We're, we're for, before we get started. Was there anything that you've done this past week? Uh, I watched Suspiria for the first time. What is that? The I saw original. it on your letterbox. Yeah, it's a it's a horror movie from the seventies. It it's kind of in the vein of like a lot of lower budget horror around that time, but the style and look of it is completely different from everything else. Like it's a very vibrant and colorful oh, heck movie. Yeah. Like it it kind of because I I was writing a treatment for a horror film, and these are ideas that I have I've had for years. I finished the script a year ago, and yep. I was pulling images and i kept on pulling suspiria images and you'd never seen the movie and i had never seen the movie and it, it kind of started this whole trend of like horror movies having like red L- well they wouldn't have been led back then but like red tinted gelled lights okay. and like blue lights just kind of washing everything out oh snap that's yeah, it's cool. a really cool looking movie so it's like the the father of the modern day horror perhaps Look. yeah I, i'm not as learned in like the history of horror. horror that much but dude i'll tell you that i watched a, a horror movie from the 70s it's called black christmas have you ever seen it i have heard of the, it's it's on my list actually i watched yeah. it last october mm-hmm. i believe it's the scariest movie i've ever seen yeah. I, I remember i was 22 when i watched this movie uh-huh. and i was leaving my girlfriend's house and i had to walk to my car uh-huh. and i was terrified 
That's how scary that movie is. It's really messed up. I don't recommend it for anyone that's like... Yeah. It's really messed up. Uh-huh. It is terrifying. So I highly recommend it for okay. you. But okay. if you're listening and you're not into out, like... Yeah. It's, it's terrifying and perverse and... Oh, man. It's just... It's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. I feel like our listeners are probably like, we got into you for comedy, and now all you talk about is horror. horror. Sorry, guys. <sighs> but when you're an independent filmmaker, like horror is really the only place right now where you could really experiment, it feels yeah. like. And plus, guys, we've, we've made a bunch of comedies for you. <laughs> and by a bunch, we made Sing With Things, and we have something coming out. You've been hearing about it, Trouble Date. That's a comedy, too. So yeah. we still got comedy, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> We still got comedy. And we're about to, well, I'm not going to lock us in for like what we're about to do, but it might be a little jokes or something. For the project that we're... For the bowl. Oh, for the bowl. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was trying to segue us. Oh, okay. I thought you meant for like our next project. And I was like, yeah, it's pretty funny, I guess. All right, let's do it from the bowl. I wonder if your neighbors are ever like, what are they doing? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm having a hard time gauging like how much they could hear through the walls because I'll, I'll just like occasionally hear my neighbors through the walls, so like, oh, but it's man. always, it's not even like them being loud. It's just random things like they're putting a thing down and I hear it or I don't know. Do you think they're over there right now? Like, why were they singing Abracadabra by Sugar Ray? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Okay, okay. This is, it is a good one? one. I think I think it could be. I think it could be. This is one you put in the bowl oh, a hope, while ago. I hope it's a good one. It uh, it was something that was going around Twitter at the time, but oh. it's it's something that's been around for okay. a while. We drew the sweater curse. Okay, I don't remember what this is. Do you have it? I'm gonna pull it up. I vaguely remember, but I don't want to get it wrong i re- i remember seeing you like it on twitter and i thought it was really interesting so i threw it in the bowl yes yeah, so the sweater curse or the curse of the love sweater Ooh. i'm reading the wikipedia is a term used by knitters to describe the belief that if a knitter gives a hand-knit sweater to a significant other it will lead to the recipient breaking up with the knitter so essentially huh. if you're someone that knits you can't knit a significant other a sweater or they will break up with you. Or they'll break up with you. How interesting. And even there was a poll in 2005 and 15% of active knitters claimed that they had experienced the sweater curse firsthand and 41% considered it a possibility to be taken seriously. Interesting. So it's kind of like the, uh, the curse of Macbeth. Yeah. Which as a theater kid, I was like, I was like, I believe it. I believe that one. Yeah. I, uh, a buddy of mine before like opening night of a production that we were doing, uh, he was goofing off and he, he kept saying Macbeth as he was dancing around on the stage and everybody was like, stop, stop. And he was like, <laughs> grow up. Uh-huh. And then we got in a car accident whoa. when we went to go get dinner. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> in the parking lot, we hit a pole and almost flipped his truck. Dang. So I kind of believe that one. Yeah. So people have, proposed some reasons why this might be a thing aside from it just being a curse okay so 
like some background you need to know to understand it is knitting a sweater is a really big deal i think for knitting it's one of the most complicated things you can i imagine it takes a long takes a really long time yeah and so some people have proposed that it kind of it can maybe escalate the stakes of a relationship a little bit for the one person yeah for it's like it's such a big deal for this person to be knitting you a sweater that when you get it, it's like, oh, I didn't know we were at knit me sweater stage of the relationship. Oh, I didn't know these fly honeys yeah. would be making me winter wear. <laughs> but yeah, and then maybe like that big gesture could be a catalyst to cause people to re-examine the relationship. Okay. Oh, wow. What about uh, what about the idea of just like because it takes so long, it's just kind of coincidental that it ends by the time you finish it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be even that you start off a relationship, things are going great, but by the time you've knitted enough time has passed, that things aren't as things great aren't anymore. as great. There's this one called the rescue mission. Which is where a person who knits senses that senses subconsciously that the relationship's about to end, so they knit a sweater as a gesture to save oh, it. Oh, that's another good. Which one. that makes yeah. me laugh because it's like, who is like, oh man, she's gonna leave me. <laughs> I gotta make a sweater. Gotta make her a sweater, <laughs> <laughs> or vice versa. Oh man, yeah. Because I okay. So what about this one? Misdirected attention. The person who knits loves their sweater so much that they pestered the significant other about the sweater. And alternatively, oh, yeah. the person loves to knit so much and spends too much time knitting the sweater yeah. than to spend time with their significant other. Or even like, man, sometimes sometimes homemade clothes can be like a little itchy or whatever. What if they knit the sweater? It's like, oh, it's beautiful. You wear it. It's like, oh, I'm not going to wear this like every day. But then the person is like, wait, why aren't you wearing the sweater? Why don't Dude, you wear my sweater? I wouldn't wear it. Yeah. I don't like sweaters. Like those like handmade knit sweaters. They're itchy. Yeah. I don't know what I would do. Uh-huh. But also, I don't think Elizabeth would ever knit me a sweater. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You got to, you got to, that's the first red flag in a relationship. If they start making sweaters for you. <laughs> well, I, I, I think a lot about, uh, the Weasley's mom and how every Christmas oh, they all that's get. really cute. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I but take, also I like back. Ron never liked wearing those sweaters. Him and his mom didn't break up though. Nope. <laughs> they did not. Ooh. So does it only go for, uh, like sp- spouses? What if it, it do friendships end over the sweater curse? Do I think, family I think relationships? it's just a relationship thing. Okay. I don't know. I think maybe, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's commonly believed that, like, it's, it's only for, like, the dating stage. When you're married, I think you're safe from the sweater curse. So I see this quote here that says, uh, many people who knit will wait until marriage before yeah. they... <laughs> that is, like, a whole new level of, like... Uh-huh. Is <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, we'll hit home plate on the first base, but I ain't yeah. knitting a sweater until we're married. Yeah. <laughs> I like the idea of two knitters are talking and one of them's about like engaged to be married and you know like maybe nine months or something and they're talking and she's like hey don't don't you start knitting the sweater until after you're married it's like okay I won't but then when she's alone she's like 
Damn, what she's talking about. I'm going to start knitting the sweater. That's when everything goes wrong. That's a great way to start it. I like that. Because it's the classic, like, what if we open it up and it's the mom, like, talking to her daughter, uh-huh. who's, like, just been proposed to. Yeah. And, she, and we think that she's talking about something else. She's like, uh-huh. you need to wait until your wedding night. <laughs> because it's just something more satisfactory about that. Uh-huh. And then we find out it's about knitting a sweater. Yeah. <laughs> And then we, we see yeah. this girl every night knitting a sweater. She finishes it the night before their wedding night, uh-huh. gives it to him as a gift uh, at the rehearsal dinner before their wedding to, tomorrow, and he leaves her at the altar. Man. We're done. That's it. <laughs> I, like, I like the idea. <laughs> I really think it's, it's interesting to explore all the reasons that people give for the sweater curse possibly being real. Yeah, that is pretty cool. I really latch onto the one of you know, a lot of a lot of people the day before they're getting married or the morning of getting married, they have a moment where it all rushes and it's like, "Oh, this is actually happening." Yeah. And that's when people like might get cold feet or whatever. But maybe this in this film, the giving of the sweater is when the other guy for the first time has to realize, like, "Wait, this is actually happening oh very sound like a cool thing when it was like a few months ahead but now that's here now she gave me a freaking sweater uh we're getting married oh man the same sweater for the rest of my life (laughs) (laughs) she's not gonna make me a new one (laughs) man this is this is a fun concept good job chase i totally forgot about it um yeah that's really fun for some reason, it gives me a lot of like vibes of like the How I Met Your Mother season, where the, yeah. the whole last season was kind of like the wedding of the mother with the mother. Yeah. And it's just this. This gives me very like it would. It this feels like the kind of thing that would have been a storyline in How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I like I like I like a couple about to get married. She knits the sweater just a little too soon. Where where would we take that? Like, what happens after the sweater is given? He, he starts spiraling. Mm-hmm. He thinks it's too much. And maybe, like, maybe as he's, like, freaking out about it, he's like, she gave me a sweater. Like, that's such a big commitment. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you're marrying her tomorrow. He's <laughs> like, well, yeah. And maybe, do we make this, like, a a short film about someone figuring out if they even want to be married or not i don't know i feel it's kind of dark for a, a fun short film about a sweater curse <laughs> <laughs> i mean i feel like that's the plot of a lot of romantic comedies though that's like true. maybe we do something different what if what if it's this girl and she keeps dating all these guys and making them sweaters and like she's the one that like discovers the sweater curse hmm. And then we could like we could we could show all of the different reasons why the sweater curse isn't real, but it t- in her mind it makes sense. So like there's one where like it took her so long because it was her first one that the relationship just fell apart by the end. Huh. And then the next one is uh, the one that you were talking about where when she gives him the sweater, he's like, "Oh, this is a big commitment. I didn't know we were at that place." And then there's another one. Uh, where uh, she tries to save the relationship by making a sweater, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. I think I kind of prefer it just being one couple, so we get to like 
live with the characters more. That's fair. But you did hit on something really interesting, which is I really like the idea that when it happens, she blames the sweater curse, but then throughout the film, she starts to discover like the real the real reason, reason. for it. I like that. I yeah. like that. That there's something there's something very poetic about that. Yeah. She blames no. it on the sweater, <laughs> but it was all there. How fault. does the Weezer sweater song go? Oh, the sweater song. Yeah. I totally forgot about is that. Is it called the sweater song? It is. Yeah. yeah. It's something about, you know, hold the thread and I'll walk away or something. Yeah, here, let me pull it up. It's called Undone, the sweater song. make a trap remix of this yeah <laughs> that guitar would Dang. work perfect yeah, that's really sick. so the lyrics are like if, if you want me to destroy my sweater hold this thread as i walk away hey what's up not much did you hear about the party yeah <laughs> it's kind of it seems like they're just uh their life is unraveling like a sweater might yeah i find i find it kind of poetic that it's like he's the one that's doing the unraveling. Like it's not another person is unraveling the sweater for him. It's like, Hey, just hold this. I'm going to walk gonna away walk and away. do it myself, but oh, I'm doing it cool. in a way that like, I could kind of blame you for it. You oh, know? snap. <laughs> oh yeah. That is something to think about. That's yeah. cool. So it's, maybe it's this thing where she's blaming the sweater when really it was her fault. Yeah. And she can't I could see that. accept or like, that. Maybe not even that it's, it's specifically her fault, but they just they just aren't meant for each other. Right. And it's not gonna happen. But, but she, she blames can't the handle that. Yeah. Cause at least like maybe she's blaming herself. She's blaming Maybe she's herself, blaming herself yeah. and then but then this idea of like, well maybe it's the sweater's fault. Yeah. And then she's like, Yeah, it's not my fault, it's the sweater's fault. Yeah. And she's right, it's not her fault. Uh-huh. But now she's putting blame on a sweater. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then the sweater comes to life and just like beats her up. <laughs> the sweater comes to life. <laughs> you got to remember who you're talking to, man. And Abracadabra by uh, Sugar Ray is playing. <laughs> yeah. um, what no, if. That is, that is really fun hmm. psychology. Yeah. Okay, what, what's this couple like? So if they're. Like, why, do, why do couples. I, I'm not. Um, not to brag, <laughs> but I'm not well versed in non-working out relationships. <laughs> I've been in the same relationship since I was like 15 years old. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I don't know. I, do you have a lot of experience in failed relationships? Uh, I've only been through two breakups. Uh, I don't know. They, they just both kind of reached the stage where it's like, I think we both just wanted different things. This is very personal. <laughs> yeah, <I'm trying> <laughs> I didn't mean to make it like this. I was no, just trying no, to think. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Um, maybe I don't know. I'm trying to. Yeah. All of my life experiences come from shows and movies I've watched. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, like, I think typical breakup movies is like someone cheats, hmm. someone falls out of love. Yeah. I, I don't think that's explored enough, actually. Yeah. People always think that a relationship ends because someone was at fault. Yeah. But sometimes Where it's really yeah, it's people just have different things. Like they could there could be two people that work out perfectly fine, but yeah. 
one of them's like, I've, I've got a good thing going on here. And another person's like, I need to move, go here. And, I've had you know. friendships that just like fall apart like yeah. that. So that makes sense. Yeah. Like you graduate from high school and you don't mm-hmm. see those people anymore. Yeah. So maybe, maybe they worked together mm-hmm. and then one of them got a different job. Yeah. And then the relationship didn't feel the same or something. I don't know. What's the, what's the vibe? <laughs> what's the vibe of this breakup, bruh? <laughs> Caught a vibe. I do. I really like the, the catalyst for analyzing a relationship section of this where it's like maybe things weren't always great, but sometimes it's easier to just like go through the motions Mm-hmm. Then, and like, then she make makes a big, you a sweater. Yeah, but when the sweater is introduced, You're like I gotta wear this sweater. I, I I like I think that's really funny that that's where someone draws the line. It's like, like I'm oh. not wearing this sweater. <laughs> that's a, man. The opening scene, she's finished. We see all the knitting equipment. She gives it to him. And he's like, "Oh, it's beautiful. Thanks, babe." She's like, "Oh, no problem." It's like I've been waiting so long to give this to. You. It's like I love it, babe. Thanks. Why don't you put it on? I don't want to. Wait, no, he would put it on. He feels it. We'd have some really uncomfortable close-up shots of like the like fabric the scratching, fabric on, his scratching on his skin. skin. And he's like, oh, it looks great. And then he takes it off. She's like, oh. what are you doing? It's like, oh, I'm just going to... So Maybe little, they're about to go somewhere, and she's yeah. like, "You could wear the sweater to the thing we're about to go." And he's, to. Like, he's, he's like, like, "I'm gonna I, wear it." Like, Actually, I'm, I'm pretty warm. She's like, "It's December. It's like 30 <laughs> degrees outside. I'm just, I'm running a little hot today." Yeah. And then, like, we cut to them, and they're walking down the street, and he is like, so freezing. <laughs> and he's like, she, teeth are chattering, and he's, and she's like, "Are you cold?" And he's like, "No, no, I'm b- burning up, man." <laughs> you don't like my sweater. It's a sweater. It's not that big of a deal. I spent the last six months working on this sweater for you. Well, whose fault is that? (laughs) (laughs) Man. I think just what we're really missing is a good ending. I want something poetic. Yeah, what is the... I want, I want something sweater themed too. You know, that's why I thought of the Weezer song. It's like, there's gotta be something something with like the thread... The unwinding. So her relationship's over. It fell apart. She's blaming a sweater. What? Oh, man. What? She runs into him. Uh-huh. He's with a different girl. Uh-huh. And he's wearing a hand-knit sweater. And that's where it clicks for her. Hmm. It's not the sweater's fault. It was... The fact that it was my sweater. We didn't we didn't mesh. Huh. Or maybe what if what if you do the classic O. Henry reversal twist where it's like it starts off she's knitting the sweater because she wants to save their relationship. They break okay. up. She runs into him later. She's over the relationship. She's doing great. Yeah. She sees a dude across the coffee shop or whatever. And he's wearing the sweater. And her it's good that he misses her now. Oh, snap. So what does that mean? Well, it's it's the classic. It's the gift of the Magi. Do you know that story? No. Okay. Uh, just a real quick summary of it. 
two very poor people, a husband and a wife, want to get each other a really nice Christmas gift. Right. One of them was, she was going to get a chain for his pocket watch, this is like the okay. 20s or whatever, and he was going to get something for her hair. And so the dude could afford the hair jewelry thing. He sells his watch. And so the woman could afford the chain. She sells her hair. And so they both have these separate gifts that they can't use for each other. Oh, man, yeah. But, of course, it's, like, a little bittersweet, too, because it's, like, they at least see how much they care for each other. But, yeah, in this situation, it would be these two people in some different world would work out together great. But, like, their issue was the timing was always off. One person wasn't ready for the other at the same time the other person was ready for them. I dig it. I like that. I I do think it's really interesting to see him wearing the sweater. Yeah. But then like what is that the ending? Do we leave it open? Like do does she just like smile and then it's like, well maybe they get back together, but it's up to the audience to determine if they get back together or not. Huh. What would and even maybe without a whole lot of dialogue, just visuals, just have that just give you that feeling of, oh, they they could have worked out yeah like well, they're so, they're the couple that like in a in an alternate universe they're together still yeah the timelines line up but there's just this bittersweetness that they they're just off so what is the what's the thought behind him wearing like what made him wear the sweater he misses her yeah so they broke up because they just weren't clicking it could even be, it's like, when she knits the sweater, it's like, here, I made you this. And it's like, every time you wear the sweater, it's like, I'm hugging you. The sweater's hugging you for me. And okay. he's like, your hugs are itchy or whatever. But then at the end, he's clearly sad. He's wearing it. It's almost, it's like the last bit of like phantom touch he has from her. It's like the last little thing he could hold on to. He's holding on to it by a thread. Oh, snap. Okay. Or a few threads. Several. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I think there is something to the, like the idea of like, the reason they, I think I'd, I'm just trying to figure out like, so they break up mm-hmm. and the sweater is the catalyst for them breaking up because I guess maybe he's not ready for that committed of a relationship. Yeah. So he's not ready for that kind of commitment. Because he knows how much effort and time yeah. that goes into making a sweater. And so then he feels uncomfortable and he feels like, I think maybe you care about me more than I care about you. Yeah. And so that's a hard thing, I imagine, for yeah. her to hear. Uh-huh. Because that's like, that's like the classic, like, I love you more, but it's true, you know? Yeah. And so she gets over her breakup and now she no longer has those feelings for him. But now in that time, he's matured uh-huh. and he actually is ready for that kind of commitment. Yeah. And so that's why he's wearing the sweater because it's kind of like, oh, I wish I could go back and yeah. fix that. I just needed to work that out. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I didn't have a question or anything. Like, I just needed to yeah. figure that out. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Tell me if this is too much or if this it's works. It's never too much. Okay. So in the last scene... She sees him out in public. He's wearing the sweater she made him. It's looking kind of sad. She's looking at him. He looks up. He sees her. And he's shocked. And he's about to go up and talk to her. But then we see a shot of her. And then a hand reaches out and touches her. 
and it's someone else wearing another, another custom sweater. sweater. I like that. I like that because then that gives a good resolution to like, yeah. now this boyfriend is ready for that commitment, but yeah. she's moved on. And yeah. so that gives the sense of like, well, in a perfect world, they would have ended up together, but. Yeah. And then maybe they're walking out, they don't talk to each other, but she's still looking back at him. Like, so there is that if? thought of like, oh, but I, I do, like, he's, he's ready now, but I've moved on. Yeah, he's on. ready now, but now I'm not. Dang. Yeah. Man, that's good stuff. Yeah. That's good stuff. A24 is about to be calling, bro. Uh-huh. Sweater curse. So is this, is this just two scenes? Like, I think so. The boat, they I both end we at need, the midpoint. We need um, a buffer yeah. to show that a good amount of time has passed. Yeah. Like, maybe like her getting over it or, because I do like, the, we, we, do we touch on like her blaming the sweater or is this now just a relationship thing about they broke up because of the sweater? Maybe there is, okay, there's the scene. She's finished it, finished knitting the sweater, gives it to him. He doesn't want to wear it. They get into an argument. Oh, okay, okay. Here's here's how we tie it together. Because I, I liked your idea of him walking without the sweater and he's clearly cold but trying to hide it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're going to a party. They have a fight at this party. Okay. He ends up walking away. Maybe she talks to a knitting friend of hers. And, she's and that's like, where we've had this. And that's when she's like, oh, that's the sweater curse. That's the sweater curse. Yeah, that's really funny. Yeah. Maybe she's crying in the bathroom at this party. And it's not even like a friend necessarily, but like this other girl is like, what's wrong? And she's like, hey. she starts talking about how they just broke up. And, and then she mentions the sweater and she goes, mm-hmm. oh, honey, it's the sweater curse. Mm-hmm. And she tells her about the sweater curse. And she's like, wait, so this is all because I, I needed him a sweater? Uh-huh. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, it doesn't even make any sense. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, it happened. I like if uh, maybe it's just we make it clear this other friend she maybe doesn't necessarily believe in the sweater curse, but she's telling her about the sweater curse to like, you know, to comfort her. It's like all these, yeah. all these, all these like fables and, and ledges. They're just they're just made for people to like explain things they can't understand or yeah. they they can't process at the moment. Yeah. So yeah. maybe that. Yeah, I I think that's it. So. Yeah. We do the beginning, they break up at the party, mm-hmm. the f- friend talks about the sweater curse to make her feel better, it helps her move on, and then we have the scene where that's like the coffee shop or whatever. I like it. I like that too. I yeah. like it. And I would like it more if Abracadabra <laughs> by Sugar Ray played at some point. <laughs> well, we'll get it in there somewhere. Or we'll play the sweater song by Weezer. Yeah. Everybody be hating on Weezer, but... That Name another band with the sweater off, song. Yeah. Weezer might be one of my favorite bands. That's unironic. Weren't they like top on your Spotify? Yeah, I was. The, yeah. I was in like their point one percent of listeners. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Weezer. I would not have pegged you as a Weezer fan, but what is a Weezer? I don't know enough about. I'm not a music I don't know fan. Yeah, but every time I hear you talk about music, it's usually like country music. Like, or when I'm around you, you're listening to hip hop. So yeah, I just I'm not a huge music guy. I just I find some songs that I like, and I just kind of yeah. I wish I was a music person. You're a big music person. Yeah, I'm a big Survivor kind of guy. <laughs> Dude, after 
the day we put that uh, Survivor episode out, yeah, I had downloaded that original audition tape to put in the reels but then i started like going down the rabbit hole of like watching because i was like this dude was so i wonder how his run went and then i found a big like 20 minute summary of, of his shane's whole, life yeah or shane's career and then in the i game. started watching some of the others <laughs> dude shane's season is wild dude because he, he was quitting smoking on the uh-huh. island <laughs> So he was just flying off the rails. I think he had like bi- I think he was bipolar or something. Yeah. Dude, he would just f- he would just fly off the rails and just scream at his own alliance members. And he made it so far. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like yeah. every week he would scream at someone and everybody would be like, "We got to get rid of this guy." And then he would apologize and it, he made it so far. <laughs> Cuz also isn't isn't it like kind of a strategy that's like we want to we want to keep one idiot around. Yeah. So if we could get them to the top three, then we can Everybody defeat them for easily. Me. Yeah, that is a big strategy, but it can backfire because oftentimes by the time they get to the end, they're like, you kind of like, are like, well, that's just them. You yeah. kind of like start to kind of like them after all. And you yeah. learn like why they're like that. And you're like this nice person oh. <laughs> who betrayed me. And now I, I'm not giving them a million dollars, but I'm going to give the million dollars to the dude that's been mean to me the whole time, yeah. because at least I knew he was being honest with me. So is that the, that's the one thing I wasn't sure about. Is it at the end, the eliminator players vote yeah. for the winner? The jury, not all of them. Okay. About halfway through the game okay. is when the jury, there's usually 10 to 12 on the jury. Okay. Yeah. I've been, I've been watching Survivor again. Yep. Because <laughs> I finally watched everything. <laughs> I have a few movies in theaters that I need to see, and then I'm caught up. I knew I was forgetting another sweater, sweater song. song. I was thinking about it earlier, but I was like, I'm going to save it. Nice. I'm going to save it for when we need it. In case of emergency, you pull out the SpongeBob <laughs> All right. Uh, I gave them names this time. Oh, snap. I was thinking of them. We're calling her Annie. Nice. Boyfriend's Josh. Nice. So we open Annie is at her sewing desk. And she's knitting the final thread of a large, colorful, striped sweater. (laughs) Nice. She looks at her handiwork, and then she walks into the other room. Her boyfriend, Josh, is there getting ready. He's grabbing his keys off the table or whatever. He's like, hey, real quick, I I got something for you. This is the surprise I was telling you about. Close (laughs) your eyes. He's like, oh, okay. She has him open his eyes, and he's hold, she's holding out the sweater. He's like, I made this for you. Taking a while, but it's finally done. He's like, oh, I love it. Do you like it? Yeah, I love it. It's Oh, it looks great. Thank you so much, babe. I know, I know how important knitting is to you. Actually, no, we won't say that. We know. We know how important. <laughs> we know. We saw the area. We know. We all need to say that with dialogue. <laughs> but she's like, I made it so that you know, whenever you're gone, you could be thinking about me. 
but I can't be there to hug you. It's almost like the sweater's hugging you for me. And he's like, oh, that's great. Why, why don't you try it on? I was like, okay. He puts it on, and we get some really tight shots of the scratchy knit sweater starting to rub against his skin. And he's really a little uncomfortable in it. He's like, oh, I love it. It's great. She's like, great. All right. Well, should, should we go now? It's like, yeah, we're going to be late. And he takes off the sweater. And she's like, wait, what? What are you doing? It's like, oh, I'm just putting this off. He's like, you aren't going to wear the sweater? It's like, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm not feeling very, I'm, I'm kind of warm right now. She's like, it's, it's December. It's like, I don't, I don't need, I'm, I'm fine in what I had. It's a little toasty. She's like, you sure you don't want to wear it? Yeah, I'll be, I'll, I'll be fine, babe. I'm sorry, it's, it's not you, it's the weather, it's me, I'm just in a little mood or whatever. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we cut to, they're at the doorstep for the party. Dude is obviously freezing outside. <laughs> and Walt, actually, they aren't at the doorstep yet. They're walking up to the door, and they're starting to talk. And she's like, are you, are you, you're, you're going to wear the sweater, though, right? And he's like. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wear the sweater. It's like we're good. You're gonna be away for a while. I just want to know while you're, while you're traveling, that you'll be, you know, you'll be thinking of me, right? It's like, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. There, there was something I wanted to talk to you about. You know, I just, you know, since since I got this, you know, I'm, I gotta take this job. Like it's it's what I've been working for. But like I don't I don't know if I could do the long distance thing. Just like you got, you. And they're starting to talk about it for a little bit. And it's getting a little heated, but then the the door opens. They go inside. They keep on talking while they're inside. And essentially, what we're getting at is the dude has gotten a job that's a long way away from her, and they haven't worked through this yet. But essentially, you know, the argument that was started by the sweater kind of escalates, and then by the end of it, he just he gets frustrated and kind of walks away, and she goes to the bathroom she's tearing up and then someone walks in and it's someone with a bunch of hand knitted stuff she's wearing so we could assume we could assume that she's a fellow knitter (laughs) (laughs) he's like oh eddie what's wrong he's like "Uh, i don't know it's just me and my boyfriend might be breaking up and i don't know i just i knew that this was happening but i thought i could save it and i i made of the sweater she's like oh oh babe you can't do that. That's the, oh, honey, that's the sweater curse. He's like, the sweater curse. It's like, yeah, you can't knit a sweater for someone that you're dating. They always, it always ends in a breakup. It's, it's happened for generations. And she's saying this, like trying to comfort her or whatever. And she's looking up in the mirror, thinking about the sweater. Anyway, we cut to, it's a few years later. She's out. She's getting coffee at a coffee shop, and then she she looks, and way on the other end, sitting at the table, is Josh. He's sitting there. He's typing. He's all by himself. He looks lonely. She looks closer, and he's wearing the sweater. The sweater she made him. She's shocked by this. And then he looks up, and he sees her, and he's just, like, frozen. He's so surprised. And they're both looking at each other. They're both thinking about it. And then he's like, he stands up and it's like a big rom-com moment where he's going to go win back his love. He starts to get up, walk over there. And we cut to Annie and an arm 
reaches around her shoulder and grabs her and it's wearing another colored sweater and we zoom out and see it's another guy <laughs> he's giving her a coffee Josh kind of stops doesn't go any closer they turn around Annie's looking back at Josh Josh is looking back at Annie because they you know they both ended up having feelings for each other but just never lined up and that's kind of sad and yeah. that's where, where, where we end man I think the sweater curse is the best title yeah um is it sums everything up and it doesn't really give away anything yeah because the big twist at the end is the fact that they don't get back together yeah i like i really i really wish i have i feel like if we had some time and i could like make some sweater theme dialogue and we play with some themes with like the threads and the threads also thread up their life or whatever like that that would take it over the edge we get abracadabra by sugar ray on vinyl (laughs) playing in the background it really would have brought it all together (laughs) oh man i like like, i like a nice little bittersweet ending though yeah Mm. yeah very um what's the word i'm looking for uh necessary yeah you know what? Because real life doesn't have happy. You know endings. what it reminds me of? It's the same energy as the end of La La Land. <laughs> I've never seen. La oh, La you've La never Land. seen it? I need to watch. Oh, it. I, I don't want to spoil it for you. I the, know. the listeners know. The listeners know that whole sequence at the end. Yeah. Ryan Gosling. I, you know, I've never thought he was very attractive. Everybody thinks Ryan Gosling is super attractive. Yeah, I think he's a really good actor. But yeah, part of it was like, oh wow, like all these actors that that—that's the one you're thirsting yeah, for. Like, it almost gives like, okay, I could reach that. Like, I, I could do that. I don't think. I don't think. <laughs> so that's like, <laughs> I had something else to say, but I'm going to talk about that. Uh, nothing. Actually, no. Who who really makes me think that is Jack Harlow? It's like I could, I could oh, work and look 100%. like Jack Harlow. I could do that. <laughs> nothing makes me happier than when i see like a big star and they're kind of ugly yeah because then i go oh i can i can make it yeah well see i think that's i think that's a thing it comes around every few years yeah people don't like conventionally attractive people yeah the big heartthrobs especially male they are they're a little rougher around the edges like uh, the bear yeah no that's exactly what i was thinking of and Someone on TikTok was analyzing it. They were like, you know why women like this is because none of them are ugly, but like there's something to fix and there's a demographic that likes a challenge. (laughs) I believe it, dude. But also, I think if you're perfect, it's intimidating. But if you're like just a little less than perfect. I I also just think that like we currently like culturally mm-hmm. if you look like a channing tatum you, they, i just assume you're a bad person yeah i just assume yeah. you're a frat boy uh-huh and you're not fun to be around but then you see someone like uh the actor in the bear his name's slipping right now for some reason mm-hmm. uh you see him and you're like oh he looks fun yeah well it goes beyond looks it's just you gotta give off the vibe, the vibe that, man man my life's a disaster yeah dude <laughs> can't do nothing i'm a uh i subscribe i think about way more than i should the theory of like i like every day 
especially when I was in school, you would see like very attractive, beautiful women uh-huh. and their boyfriends are always so ugly. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember, like, I remember just always, and still I, I'll see it. And I'm just like, why? And then I, I think it, I think it just has to do with like, statistically, like most girls are just attractive. You know what yeah. I mean? And most yeah. dudes just are not. <laughs> they don't have a lot to work with. <laughs> yeah. so, this one's nice. <laughs> I also I also think it's a similar vibe to, uh, you know, there are a lot of people that try to give off the impression they're rich by flashing a lot of money, but like the truly richest people out there, dress they dress like, like they, trash. Yeah. And I then think, you got think, me. Yeah. <laughs> which is, I am broke and I dress like it. <laughs> yeah. I think both scenarios, it's like both people, they got it so well, they aren't trying to impress anyone. Or going yeah. with what they want. That's true. That's true. And that's a, attractive in and of itself. It's just a aggressively be you. I don't know how we got to this. I don't know for either. the end of this episode. <laughs> but guys, I hope you enjoyed it. Remember, you can email us suggestions for the bowl, especially for next season. We're going to want a yep. bunch of new suggestions for next season. Uh, written by podcast at gmail.com. Hey, please follow us on Instagram at written by pod. Uh, we're going to be doing a ton of fun stuff over that over the break. But I mean, we still got some episodes. This isn't it. But just a heads up, follow us. We always are posting a bunch of fun stuff. We have some surprises yeah. from during the hiatus. Um, uh-huh. You're going to want to be following us on Instagram or, or something so that way you can see when we, where we put stuff out. I am really excited about these surprises. <laughs> I am too. I, I, I love written by. And I love you guys for listening. Thank you guys so much. I think that's it. I think we're yep, done. We'll see it. <laughs> Victor, I love you. Victor, I do. When we're apart, my heart beats only for you. What's that from? Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. <laughs> the beginning when they're in the 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 Triwiz. No, no, no. They're at the Quidditch Cup. Yep. Nice. That's what I'm up to. Cool. Well, welcome. <laughs> this this is present day Robert and Chase. We got an update on the short film. Yeah, this front. is us from six weeks ago. This is yeah. us now, right now. Like the moment you press play. Well, not quite. <laughs> like three days before, right? Well, we are hopping on here because we made a short film called yes. Trouble Date, which is based on episode two of this podcast. And it's time for another update, guys. It is. We haven't had an update in a while. Yeah, it is. It is so excruciatingly close to being <laughs> out there, but <laughs> we haven't. There's just been a few things holding us back from releasing, but. We managed to screen an almost finished version of the film at a film festival. In front of people. Yeah. People have seen it. Uh Uh-huh. And they liked it, I think. They laughed. Yeah, yeah. So they had this event where you could just come up and bring a film on a flash drive and they play it. We were the first ones there. Yeah. We got our film played By about an hour. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know what else to say about that. That was a weird experience. Yeah, yeah. But people seemed to like it which is very yeah they only threw a couple of tomatoes exactly yeah and there was one person that booed but like for chase specifically oh yeah no it like was they only... mentioned this boo is just for chase and i like everything boo. else yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. they didn't even know my name so they were just like just for that guy <laughs> and then i stood up later because they were like stand up if this is yours and we stood up and he was like oh sorry man <laughs> i didn't think you'd be here <laughs> No, no it it happen. seemed it seemed like everyone really liked. It. We got a bunch of laughs at yeah. all the right places and some in the other places. Exactly. 
people thought thought it was funny, which made me feel nice. Yeah, because I think we've watched it and you know we wrote it, so at some point it's kind of like, is this even funny anymore? Yeah, you always with comedy like lose sight of it when you've been in it for so long. We also got some audible awes oh, yeah. towards the end. Aww. And a romantic part. And not out of pity either. Yeah. (laughs) Like genuine, I think. Yeah. It was really fun, though. It was a good time. We saw a lot of cool films that people brought, and Mm -hmm. uh, they played both of ours. They played Single with Fangs as well. Oh, we also, we brought Single with Fangs. We were the opening film and the closing film. Yeah. They couldn't get enough of Robert, bro. They (laughs) Uh loved Robert. Yeah. But it was was cool because... We're used to just putting things out on the, the internet, internet and yeah. seeing likes and comments roll in. We don't really get to experience the films we make with an audience as much. Yeah. Like, I think the funny thing about it is, is like, there's probably like maybe 50 people there. Mm-hmm. And that felt way better than like, because like if we, if we put out uh, Trouble Day and it only gets 400 views, yeah. we're like, only 400 views? But that's 400 people, you yeah. know? That 50 felt so much better uh-huh. than 400 online people. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's a that's the update. Just people really seem to like the film, and so hopefully you will too when it comes excited, out. Guys. It's it's Is it arrogant if we say it's good? I don't know. What's the line? See, I don't. I, I mean, I feel like you can't be cocky about it, but you got to be confident in your work. I think it's the greatest thing that's ever been made of all time, ever. How about yeah, that? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> how about that? How about I? How about I just double down and say that? And I don't apologize. Oh, guys, <laughs> guys, live got your ear. <laughs> uh, this will be coming out the week after the Minions episode. Yep. Yep. Already getting some backlash. <laughs> oh no, from who? The Discord, the Church Stories Discord. <laughs> oh no. They were like, wow. <laughs> and I tried to explain. I was like, hey guys, it's art. Man, and I don't I think they agreed. I haven't been active in there. I need to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it really, it, it was like three people were talking yeah. about it, but it was funny because they were yeah. like, I can't believe you put it out. And I was like, it's not that bad. Not bad. Yeah. I think. People think it's way worse because, which because is what I did. intended. Yeah, by, yeah. If you guys are listening to this, you probably listened to last week. And if you didn't, I wrote a minion movie about Hitler. <laughs> and the whole time we're talking about how uh, I'm going to have to apologize. I'm going to have to make an apology. Yeah. And so I thought it would be really funny if, because my, my pitch really wasn't that great. Yeah. If I just cut my pitch out and make like an apology, quote unquote apology mm-hmm. video thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, so people think it's like traumatizingly terrible like the jeffrey yeah. dahmer netflix series uh, what what really happened was that pitch went on for like five more minutes and i'm just kind of sitting there like uh yeah it's very yeah. awkward but, but it really it is just the shock of what the film is about and then just a lot of a lot of nothing so yeah y'all really aren't messing up we made it seem like a bigger deal just because yeah. it's funny i mean <laughs> if you listen to the minute pitch at the end of the episode that's the whole pitch yeah. like there really <laughs> there really wasn't much more substance than that oh man i have we haven't this is behind the scenes stuff we haven't recorded written by in a, in a while we haven't this yeah. was nice and i i've realized i'm I got used to like being able to talk about what happened in my week on yeah. the podcast and I don't have that anymore. Yeah, so, like, so yeah. Yeah. So now I mean, I, like, I, who else was I going to tell about this minion Hitler thing? Uh-huh. We already know about it. We were there. Yeah. And you know, my friend, my other friends don't care. <laughs> if I said, yeah, I made minion Hitler. They'd been like, I don't. Yeah. Cool. Okay. <laughs> 
Oh, man. But yeah, trouble date. Uh, pretty much all there is left to do is the only thing holding us back from releasing is our composer has like a really busy time busy, right now. Yeah. It, it sucks because this time last year we managed to hit our composer up at a time we had nothing going yeah, on. So he got quick. us like near perfect music back in like a week and then now he's got a bunch of other jobs. So we're just... Speaking of which, if I am correct, this either tomorrow or Saturday mm -hmm. is the anniversary of Single with Fangs. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I'm just trying to look to see. Guys, Trouble Date, so much better than Single with Fangs. I was also thinking that when we were screening <laughs> both of them at the same time. Like, I'm Guys. so proud of Single with Fangs, <laughs> but definitely, like, we've managed to step a lot of things up oh, with yeah. this, with oh, this yeah. film. No, yeah. This is, I mean, it's very exciting. But guys, yeah. so we're at this, we're at this film festival. <laughs> And um, Trouble Date plays first. Mm -hmm. Everybody gives us this big round of applause. They ask us this, you know, they're like, will Robert and Chase stand up? We stand up. People clap. Everybody's yeah. like, that was great. People walking up to Robert like, that was so good. I love it. <laughs> and, uh, and then we watch the rest of the movies and we think, okay, that's yeah. it. And then the host goes, single with fangs. <laughs> yeah. And me and Robert, like physically we're slumped down in our chairs yeah they, they make you fill out a form with what what film you're going to play and we had both of them on the hard drive but we only wrote down troubled date so we weren't expecting it and so the host goes whose is this and then he just starts like demanding that whoever like as if it was a war crime yeah he's demanding that whoever did this like announce yourself and then so robert i wasn't gonna say anything i was gonna let it be a mystery yeah and robert just kind of like raises his hand he goes oh it was it was us and he goes stand up <laughs> and so robert stands up and robert kind of looks at me like are you not gonna stand up with me and i was like no i'm not you're on your own robert this is you directed this <laughs> and so i'm sitting there and then, and then uh the guy and robert go back and forth uh he's he's kind of uh, what was what would you say he was how he was treating you? It was harsh but full of kindness. <laughs> it's it, it's very much the vibe of like a Roy Funches type of yeah. person where it's like he has such a nice tone of voice that but he could say anything <laughs> and he knows it. He, he kept complimenting your shirt. That's which true. Was nice. Yeah, but uh, it was like you better be proud of your work, Mister. <laughs> like that sort of thing. <laughs> so that was very funny. And then so Robert sits down, uh, and then we watch Sing with Things. People liked it, guys. It we're not hating on Sing with Things. Yeah, we still like. It. And Th this was also it. this is like a kind of like a more halloween centric fest so like people got the vampire references and when the, and like you could hear them getting oh, into yeah. it was yeah 10 out of 10 experience i had yeah. a great time so then so the <laughs> single things is over and he goes robert stand up <laughs> and so robert stands back up and this time robert really didn't want to be standing by himself because he points at me and he goes get up and i go no <laughs> <laughs> and then so i say all of this after that uh robert was talking with some other directors they they all really liked robert robert did a great job um and we're walking back to the car and robert goes the worst thing that could have possibly happened happened i was like what's that and he goes 
I was the center of attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very funny. Yeah. That's that's my psyche. I do think it, it ended up for the best, though, because after that incident, like absolutely everyone there knew who Robert. I was. Yeah. And so I got to talk to a lot of people yeah, after. And they all they love. It was like everybody loves Raymond. Everybody <laughs> loves Robert, man. They mm-hmm. love Robert as they should. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, got hope. Hopefully in like two or three weeks, this film will be out. Yeah. I'm so ready for it to be out. We just, yeah, we need to go back and forth on the score and we just need to make some tweaks to the audio. That's it. That's it. And it, it, I'm in a space where I'm just so ready for it to be in. Like, I, I feel stuck in a lot of ways because it's like we finished the thing. I've watched yeah. the thing so many times. We watched it with an audience. Yeah. But it's not out yet. And so yeah. it's like we can't really start work on our next thing. Uh-huh. Which Robert has a lot of kind of upcoming projects, just little yeah. music videos and, and other yeah. stuff like that. So that'd be cool. But we do have our next short in the works, guys. We do. Pretty yeah. excited. And I'll give you a hint. It may or may not be one of the episodes from season two mm-hmm. of Written By. Yeah, we could we could say that. We won't say anything yeah, we else. Won't say anything yeah. else. We won't say anything else. Uh, okay, yeah, that's, yep, we've that's gone it. on a while. Follow yeah. us on TikTok. We're on TikTok now. We're on TikTok now, yeah. All right. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> and that does it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. And real quick, just, just so there's no confusion, I know a few times throughout this episode, we talked about how it was one of the last bowl episodes, one of the last episodes of the season. Just wanted to clarify that this was the last bowl episode we recorded, but we had to move some things around because we got some behind the scenes podcast for the Trouble Date short film, and that got delayed. We also recorded a guest episode with another director where he talked about his short film that's also been delayed. So those are coming your way, but the season is not ending. It will continue until like mid-December. So anyway, if you want to keep up to date with everything we got going on, you should be following our Instagram. That's at WrittenByPod. We are also at Written by Pod pretty much everywhere else. We got a Twitter. We got a TikTok now. The TikToks are starting to get views. We're really excited about that. Also, if you have an idea for a story topic that goes into our bowl that we draw from at the beginning of each episode, you can email all your suggestions to writtenbypodcast at gmail.com. Send us all your suggestions for bowl topics. Send suggestions for rival pitch episodes. Written by podcast at gmail.com. Guys, there's still time to vote for last week's rival pitches, the Minions episodes. You want to go to our post from last week. It has the same graphic as that episode. And yeah, just leave a comment letting us know which Minions pitch you're voting for. Our rival pitch finale episode is on the way. And during that episode, we will tally up the winners of all the rival pitch episodes to determine who gets a very special prize we still haven't decided yet. Anyway, that's it for this episode. I'm Robert. Chase is the co-host. You can follow me at Robert, two underscores Isaac. Chase at Chase Bridges, two underscores. We got a really cool Rival Pitch episode coming out in next week. Triple Day short film coming soon. We'll see you next week.